Hi, I'm Paulina. Hi, I'm Bracia. And we're sisters, friends, daughters, wives, and business owners. And we're just following our dreams, you know, working to be a better version of ourselves every day. All right. And we're also moms. Welcome to the Supermama Sisterhood. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Hi, How are you? How is everybody doing? Welcome to the Supermamas podcast with your favorite host, Paulina Andresia. What's up, sister? I love your sister. sweater. Look Thank at the, you. Look at you. Just giving Barbie vibes. Yeah. I don't think like I've, you're always very muted. You're oh. always very like neutral color. You're calling me muted? You think I'm no. muted? <laughs> no. Well, I don't know how to say it then. Like you always wear very neutral color clothing. Do I? Is that the perception yes. you have of me? Maybe that's the truth. I want to just want to bring more color into my life. This is also giving Barbie, so I wanted to wear it because it's very Barbie. Very Barbie. Also, it's really cold. It's it like it's so freaking cold nowadays. I, I don't know. I live cold. I'm yes, yeah, como mama. I'm like I'm cold all the time. But I love it. I love. It. I think like you should wear you. more colorful stuff. I love that sweater on you. What's going on? What's up with uh? What's up with life? What are you doing nowadays? Nothing. It's just normal ass days. Normal, normal ass, days. ass days. Yep. What do you mean? It's a new year. You should be doing a bunch of stuff. I'm cooking so much. That's what I am doing, though. That's you one of the things that I'm doing a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm you making know? dinner for my kids every time, every day. Well, not every, every, like, I'm planning for dinners now when I have them. We have dinners. We turn on the candles in our table. We have my long candles. We turn on the fireplace. I put on some smooth classical jazz. We Ooh. put this the, 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 the spread in the in the middle of the table. We sit down. We have a conversation. Look at you guys. Oh, and for the first time in my life, I am using a dishwasher. <laughs> Finally, right? Like, I mean... I refuse to use this washer for such a long time, but then I was like, it saves my life sometimes. It's just a lot. So now Eddie picks up his plate after dinner, throws his food and all of his scraps and does a little rinse and then puts it in, loads the dishwasher. And then he's allowed to go and talk to his friends on the phone. Oh, wow. Mirate, mirate. Regular ass days. (laughs) No, (laughs) those are not regular days. Those are great days. You know what we are doing? After our trip to Big Bear, I think one of my favorite things that happened during that trip was seeing everybody work on the puzzle. That was really fun, where everybody was working on the puzzle. So I got a puzzle. How fun. Every afternoon after dinner, we're working on our puzzle. I actually did put classical music yesterday, but it was more like pop gone classic. Oh, cute. Like Bridgerton? Eh, Bridgerton, all sorts of music. There's a lots of ty- Taylor Swift, lots of, there's uh, The weekend, all sorts of things, which is classical to calm these girls down before bedtime. I was having this conversation with them because we went back to school this week and the first two days were amazing. Everybody was waking up super happy and we're going to school and everybody's getting there on time. But like yesterday was rough. They didn't want to go to bed. They were acting all wild and crazy. So I decided that the last hour we're going to shut down their brains by not shut down their brains, but, you know, calm them down by Mm -hmm. doing a puzzle and listening to pop classic. And it was great. 
we're all working on this puzzle that it's in my li- in my dining room table now. That's where it lives. And whenever somebody passes by and they're like, oh, I found a piece. And so everybody's just working on it together. And I realize how much it calms me down. I have been very, very, my anxiety level this week has been really high. I don't know why. And I don't like that. I was having a conversation with dad the other day. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, he was just saying how he worries so much about the past and he's so anxious about the future that mm-hmm. he, can, mm-hmm. he cannot live on the present. And when he was saying that to me, I was like, oh my God, that's where I get it from. You know, I was like, that's exactly how I feel sometimes. You know, <laughs> I, I'm really worried about the past and very anxious about the future. And this week, particularly, I don't know why, my anxiety level has been off the charts, like off off the charts, like crazy, crazy. But you don't know why. I don't know why. I can't really pinpoint it. Thought it was because mom was going to go into a procedure and then she got out of the procedure and I was like, oh, she's fine. Um, no, I still felt like, like, it's just, I don't know. I can't pinpoint what it is yet. Right. So I guess just like talking about it helps me a little bit, but mm-hmm. yeah, my anxiety has been really, really, really high. And I thought it was going to go back to normal because the kids going back to school, you know, going back yeah. to work, like all of those things. But no, I can't control it right now. I'm feeling very not great. So talking about that, actually, we have, I always say that whenever we have been working on a guest for a while and it doesn't really happen and then it happens, it always happens at the right time. At the right time. At the right time. I'm very, very grateful to have our guest today because through the episode, I was actually able to work through some of those issues. Well, not not work through them, but kind of like understand where I'm at and why. Yeah, like what's happening. What's happening. So our guest this week is Anabel Vizcarra, who is a feminine embodiment mentor and womb wisdom curandera. I love those titles. Right? She's a womb wisdom. Is that how you pronounce it? Womb? 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 Girl, why are you asking me? Oh, no. Vientre. Vientre. Vientre wisdom curandera. She teaches us how to awaken and return to our own wise and prosperous wholeness through self-awareness, ancestral wisdom, and emotional mastery. Annabelle believes that when we work with our own intelligent body rhythms, we naturally remember the feminine energy that we've disconnected from and are able to transform our lives. When we know where we come from, we understand why we are here. And that's exactly what happened. And so Annabelle guides women into trusting their own healing process and reconnecting to their inner source of potent feminine wisdom. Annabelle's body of work is a synthesis of womb shamanism. Again, I can't pronounce those words. Gene keys transmission, Ayurvedic medicine, quantum physics, and epigenetics. Very interesting. Everything that she does, everything that she talked about. She kind of explained. You know, you had me at quantum physics. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you had me at quantum physics. Quantum physics. That's where it's at. This episode, I think it's the perfect episode, the perfect guest to start of the year. Gives us really amazing vibes. And you guys are really going to enjoy this episode. Really. It was great. I feel like I've known her forever. I love those the guests when, I, when they come in. I feel like I know them forever. So without further ado, here is their interview with Annabel Vizcarra. And stay tuned for Supermama Picker Tip of the Week. Welcome to Super Mamas, Anabel Vizcarra. How are you? I have been wanting to have you for a while now, so I am super excited about today. Welcome. How are you? 
Thank you, Paulina. I am well. I'm, I'm so excited to be here too, because when I got the message or the invitation, I was like, yes, I feel like we've been needing to have this conversation and meet. <laughs> yes. I always feel like everything comes at the right moment. Sometimes there's guests that we've been trying to get for such a long time. And then organically, it happens when it's supposed to happen. And this is the first episode of the year for Super Mamas with a guest. And I was very intentional on who we were going to have and what kind of tone we were going to start this year with. Before we started recording, we were talking about how sucky 2023 was, man. For a lot of people, emotionally, I think mentally, it was very exhausting. So the new year, I feel like it gives us a new opportunity to start new, refresh, kind of, I don't know. It's a mental thing, I guess. But anyway, before we start into deep into our deep thoughts and conversations, can you please introduce yourself to the Super Mamas? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us who you are, who you live with, what you do. Tell us all things, Annabelle, please. Thank you, Paulina. And yes, I, before the deep dive, <laughs> before the deep dive, let's get to know each other, right? So my name is Annabelle Vizcarra, and I work with women reconnecting back to their bodies, creating harmony in their lives, and especially the mother theme. I'm a mom. I'm a mom of an 18-year-old, so we're going through our own transition this 2023, and I work a lot in leadership, but how to incorporate more so our womanness, the intelligence that our body already has to help us with our emotional mastery with our leadership positions, with our homes, because we're super mamas, but we're super mujeres. And so yes. how do we do that in a way that actually incorporates us rather than just everyone else? Like we were also mentioning before the episode started, right? How we're so concerned sometimes that we forget about ourselves. And I find like that's where the burnout, the overwhelm, all of those things catch up to us because we're not incorporating taking care of ourselves along the way of this very complicated at times life. Yeah, definitely. I liked everything that you say and I want to learn more because I think when you were speaking, I remember a time, a lot of the super mamas and the listeners know this, but my brother, my sister and myself, we took over the business from my parents 10 years ago, over 10 years ago already. And I remember one of the first things that happened was when my dad left, I would call him crying and say like, oh, but no one listens to me because I'm not a man. They would always listen to you, dad, but they don't listen to me. And they wouldn't, right? They wouldn't respect me. They wouldn't. And so I remember my dad said to me the thing that really redefined everything for me. And he said, you are a woman and you have more advantages than me. He was like, you're empathetic. You have your heart. You can lead with your heart and not with your mind. And I think that really defines the way that I feel like a lot of women lead. And so when you were talking about how do we use our womanness in leadership positions, how do we use that? That came to mind. I don't know if that is related to what you do or it's just I'm making it up in my mind. <laughs> no, that's really good. We'll see and right away, right? Because you're applying it in your leadership positions or in your in your world in that way. But one of the things that I find working with women who are doing amazing things in the world is that there is this aspect of like for generally speaking, men don't really have to deal with the respect aspect in business because they're naturally, generally speaking, more respected where women are naturally more trusted. 
So it's, mm. when we step into these positions where they're like, there's a male dominance, it's almost like we have to earn that respect, you know, and that's where that comes in because we're naturally trusted, but we're not naturally respected. And that's the keyword that you said in that. And your dad yes. is so on it because I also feel like what's really exciting about these times, Paulina, is that there's more space. Actually, those things that make us like the empathy that you mentioned, the open heartedness, like those are the qualities that are now going to be more necessary and valued as a collective in the, in society, because it's no longer the way it used to be. Now it's more creative. We have so many types of different entrepreneurship that are flowering, all these different things. So many women, I read somewhere that Latina businesses for 2023 outperformed male Latino businesses by like 30% or something like that. Whoa. It goes to show that we are designed to create, right? And this is where like remembering that because it's not, we're not just here to create children. We're not just here to be in the home. We're not just here either to be just out in the workforce. And I think that this is where we're learning how to harmonize who we are in this world. And now we're in this opportunity that's like, as a woman, we know naturally how to be in different things at the same time, which is a little bit more challenging, generally speaking, for men. So we do have that edge on that. So your dad is right on it. (laughs) He's a wise man. (laughs) He really is. Everything that you're saying just resonates so much in the work in my in the in here in the restaurant. Most of my leadership team is female and I have to have different personalities within my team. And I tell them, like, I'm way too I, I'm very empathetic. I like that about myself. I think for a long time when I was growing up, I felt like that was a defect and not an asset. I always wanted to change the way I was because my dad at the same time told me you're too nice and you shouldn't be too nice. But I think a lot of the times I lead with my heart. And sometimes that's really hard too. when it comes to tough decisions, when it comes to people, when it comes to that, my heart is always like, but how do we help them? How do we, how do we fix this? How do we make everyone friends? And that's not always the case that needs to happen. So I have other females around me that are like, yes, you should be thoughtful and you should be doing that, but this is what it is. And I think that is, it's a wave that every woman has to go through, right? Because we tend to lead with our hearts and we tend to lead with our emotions and we do tend to lead that. And that's misrepresented. And I think sometimes that's what they say. I, women don't know because women are like, but it's not that. It's just that I really like what you said about like, we create and we are creators and not only of like life, but we cr- create any other thing around us. And I, I, I think that's beautiful. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> this is why I do what I do. Right. Because it's that it's that coming back to that remembrance that also a big thing that I love differentiating is that nice versus kind. Right. Mm. Because I think that we're taught to be nice girls, nice women to be that even growing up, I mean, I'm the eldest and like you, you're the eldest. Yeah. It's like, you always have to take care of everyone else before you. It's like this very sacrificial aspect of just being nice. And I had to learn that for myself, that when I am nice, it doesn't mean I'm kind because sometimes I'm being nice out of just my conditioning and out of this thing that like, I have to be nice. But when I ask myself, is this kind? then it's almost like it touches a deeper part of me and it allows me to be more honest and more truth. Because sometimes 
be, the kindest thing you can do is not be nice because that's the kindest thing for yourself. Right. So mm. I do, I, I feel like there's so many of these different things that as women, we navigate and deconditioning ourselves of like how we were taught we are supposed to behave or be or speak or even dress all of these things. And when we go back into that and, and ask ourselves, like, is this really authentic to me? Is this a real expression of me? Do I really want to create that? Or am I just creating that? Because I think like on autopilot, right? So yeah, yeah there's a, and, and boundaries, right? Like boundaries are such a huge challenge for many of us because we kind of grew up with no boundaries. You know, I remember telling my therapist at one point, he's like, how did you, how did you grow up? He's like, we have were four siblings and one bathroom and we were showering, brushing our teeth, using the toilet at the same time. And it was like, wow. And this may be a little too much information for your audience, but it just goes to show like we grew up with no sense of boundaries in, inside of like, oh, this is my personal space. This is my private space. It was like, that didn't exist. And so no. we had to learn how to do that. And even as grownups in each other's relationships, you know, or, or in each other's decisions, we were still sort of playing that out. So it's yeah. a journey. And I, <laughs> I think, I know it definitely is. And, you know, doing multiple things at the same time, I really do feel like it's a female thing because I'm here and I'm with you and then, you know, and then we're in my Mac and my mind, I know that like, oh, after this, we're going to do this. And then I have to pick up my kids. And then, oh my God, I have to go to get the groceries because I have to cook dinner. And then my daughter has a thing for school next week. And, and, and it, it, we are like in multiple space at the same time. And sometimes we leave very little room for ourselves. Whether when I think our male counterparts are very comfortable. Sorry, I have a many Yeah, same. same. Yes. <laughs> you know, they are like, my husband when he's just work, he cannot think about anyone, anything else. He's like, but I'm working like I can't. And I'm like, how? But I am working and I'm still thinking about all the other things that I have to do for the rest of my day. So I do see the difference. And I think it's exhausting sometimes because for women, we are sometimes most of the times I think we are the the managers of our home. We're the ones, the CEOs of our home, and we still have to run that place and we have to run our own works and we have to run our, our, you know, it's just a lot. So I was looking at your page and I was looking at all the things that you do to help women kind of integrate. Is that right? Am I getting it right? Like you're integrating all of that and how to best utilize that. I would love to hear a little bit more of the work that you do with women and how can we take advantage of that? Yeah, thank you so much. And you're so right about the compartmentalization thing. And one thing I want to share with you and your audience is that we forget that we are actually built differently. Woman is not built like a man, right? Because we have different biological roles. However, one of the things that just blew my mind when I learned about it was that a man's cycle is 24 hours. So he goes, he wakes up and it's a 24 hour cycle, which is why he can go to work. He can come up, he can shut down, he can go to sleep and do it all over again. Right. And a woman is 28 days. Holy shit. Exactly. So it's like they go through in 24 hours, what we move through in 28 days of our cycle. And so this is one of the first things that I always point out to women is that we are on different cycles. And when we learn how to optimize that cycle, then that's when we're able to 
create space for ourselves when we need it, because we actually don't need to be in self-care mode most of the month. But there is a, an aspect, like especially when we're closer to our, our menstruation, right, to that, to that aspect, then that's where we go into self-care mode and kind of create that space. So if we're aware of that, we can plan for that. But if we're not mm. aware of it, we're kind of trying to push through the whole month like a monotone, like just, you know, it's like every day I should feel energetic. Every day I should get all these things done. And it doesn't work that way. And so when we're trying to force that, that's what eventually leads us to exhaustion, to adrenal Guilt. fatigue, to... Well, yes, the, right. I'm saying the physical things, but it is, it's like the guilt of not getting things done and shaming yeah. because there's a lot of shaming around that as well. Right. So I do feel like it's so beneficial, first of all, to start there, to say I'm on a different cycle than a man is. And if I'm going to engage all these different things that I want to do, because they're exciting and I love it and I want to have kids and I want to have a business and all these things is that we're going to have to learn how to make that space a priority because it literally depends on how sustainable your energy is going to be. And so that's one of the things. And then, of course, the other aspect of that is learning how to work with our emotions, because like you said, Paulina, so much of what we see reflected or hear reflected is like we're either too much when we're like, excited about things and passionate. I mean, we're Latinas for goodness sake. You know, it's like everything I've had people, yeah, I've had people tell me, but you know, partners like, why are you mad? I'm like, I'm not mad. I'm just excited. You know, this is just the way we go. Yeah. This is how we speak, you know? And yeah, but there, but there is that aspect of like learning how to work with our emotions, you know, that not trying to avoid them, but instead lean into them. Because when we try to avoid things, they begin to repress, they begin to build up inside of us. And then they come out in very, in ugly ways that it's like a volcano. Like you kind of like keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it. And then one day you just explode or your body begins to take a toll by symptoms, illness, ailments, things like that. So it is so important that we reconnect to the power of our emotions and how to master that. And then also the flow of our rhythms, of our body rhythm, so that we can kind of, instead of seeing it as a nuisance or something to just, you know, it's like, oh, I got to deal with this, or I have cramps. And that's the only time we remember we're in a different time of our month is how can I instead begin to see this as my ally? Because Mm -hmm. woman has a month, like we have a week where we're in our brightest, most sociable, most incredible, radiant self. And then we're in another one, you know, where we're like very analytical and like, what do we need to get done? What is the task at hand? And then we go through a period where it's like, what didn't work this month that I can let go of so that I'm not dragging it into the next month and creating stagnancy or heaviness or putting things off. So it's it's like every week gives us an opportunity to sort of clear out the things that we don't need and also to take advantage of those aspects of creation like we started this call with, right? That when we're ovulating, it doesn't just mean like, oh, hey, I, I can get pregnant. Actually, the ovulation gives us like a glow that's attractive. So that's the best time to go out and network and 
that's when we're going to be more magnetic of opportunities or people who align with us in what we're trying to create. So when you know these things that are invisible, then you can begin to take advantage of it. And I work with women who are very wealthy in their own right as well. And they're, and yet they're like, you know, I did it. I went for the dream. I worked, I created all this and yet I'm, I feel something's missing. There's an emptiness. And what I find is that most of the time we define wealth by the external achievements, but we forget that woman is wealthy inside as well. And that inner wealth is invisible. It's our intuition, our ability to sense things, right? To care for others. All of those things are not numbers that are showing up for us. So it's hard to, to kind of value them because- Quantify it. Exactly. To quantify it. Thank you for the word. And again, I think that a lot of women are called to then restore that. What is that inner wealth that is missing? That's not really allowing me to be present for this external reality. Oh my God. I kind of teared up when you were talking because I want to say thank you. I think again, when these interviews happen at the right moment, all the time, I always feel like God is always watching out for me because I feel like particularly this week, I have been very just lost, right? I'm like, why? I'm supposed to already be back on like track. I'm supposed to already be producing. I'm supposed to already be doing this. And like, what's what's wrong with me? Why, why, why? And then I start like going into my head and I I feel like the guilt of, but I actually don't want to do anything today. I actually would prefer to be on my own because I haven't been on my own for the past three months. And I would prefer to be on my own for like a morning in my house. But I, I, and I, I go back and I'm like, I can't because I have to go to work and I have to do this. I don't allow myself. And I think that like pushing and pulling is so heavy on us that like right now listening to you of why particularly per like this week, I feel like that. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> ah, okay. It's not, not I'm, it's not me. It's just my body telling me this is what I need. And then maybe next week it'll be better. So thank you. Because this whole week I've been feeling so overwhelmingly guilty about feeling like this and thinking like, but I already did my workout. I already read my Bible. I already did all these things. Why can I wake up and why can I snap out of it? So just you explain that to me right now just gave me peace immediately. So thank you for that. And I think like that's something that every woman should know. I have three daughters. And as you were speaking, I was like, I need to tell this to my daughter. She needs to learn this right now. She's only 12. And I can see how this new generation of women, I can already see how much more stress they have in their lives. And they are very young. I recently had a conversation with my daughters actually last night. I was uh, on a, on, I was talking to my daughters last night because they didn't want to go to bed, right? It's the first week to go back to school and they didn't want to go to bed. And I was telling them like, you know, guys, you shouldn't worry about things that you shouldn't worry. You should let the stress and the anxiety to me and daddy. We are here to take care of you all. You guys need to be kids. You guys need to go. All I want from you, I told them, all I want from you guys is to be close to God, to have friendships, to move your bodies and to do well in school. That's all you have to care about. The rest of it, don't worry about it. I am here for you. Daddy's here for you. And all you need to do is because I see my daughter and she's always like, you know, and I, I, and I'm like, why are you stressed, girl? You're only 12. 
calm down. And she's like, oh, it's because when I go to college, I don't want to have debt. I'm like, you're 12. I am not pushing you. I'm not telling you like you shouldn't have debt, you know? So I feel like this generation of women is going to have so much more advantages, but also now I'm seeing that they're going to have so much more pressure on themselves since very young, since way younger. And I think tapping into that feminine wisdom since you're little can change your life down the road when you're a mom and you're like us or ages or had I learned that I wouldn't second guess myself so much because had I known that my body's reaction was that and that it had nothing to do with my mentally or with my desire, but it was my body telling me like, this is the week that you should be like this. This is the week that you should be like that. This is the week that I would have been able to live my life more at peace, I think. So the work that you're doing is very important. I would love to work with you. I'm looking at all the things you do. I'm like, we need that because there is that movement of we have to be independent and we are, have to be strong. And I'm all about that. I can kick ass. I am a leader. I can do that. But I think sometimes the problems that arise from that is that we can't put that identity to the side and go and be our identity or feminine identities. And we are trying to push that away instead of embracing it. And I think it is that we do need to embrace that femininity again. It's that there's a difference between being a feminist and a feminine and being feminine. And I think that femininity, we shouldn't let go of. We should not let go of the femininity because it's our power. It's our superpower. Absolutely. Yes. And, and you're so right. Imagine if we would have been taught that, right? So like your daughters are so already at that age where it's like, if you start to talk to them about that, they're going to grow up differently, understanding their bodies a little bit more instead of being so disconnected. Right. And also, like you said, I feel like the youth today has so many more challenges and so many more ways of disconnecting from their bodies. Right. There's the judgments, the social media, that this is how you should look. A lot of the influencers, right, that are putting out things and they're not real. And our youth is taking all this and trying to find who they are because that's what they're doing in those years. They're looking around to see who am I? I'm an individual, you know, and I'm growing up. What is that going to look like? And so there's so much of that, that they've got to be reminded that, hey, Yes, all that's out there, all that distractions out there, but you can't forget this is what's real for you right now. And with that, that aspect of the feminine and, and, and thank you for that clarification, because it is so true. It's not either, or it's not Mm -hmm. either I am this, or I am like the strong leader out there, you know, and, and that's been the, I feel like the distortion of that is that we are both sensitive and a strong you know, and it doesn't mean that we have to be one or the other. It means how do we integrate both of those so that we know when we need our sensitive selves, when we've got to slow down. And so much of the time as a creative, you'll understand this as well, Paulina, is that sometimes it's when you slow down and you take time off that you get clear about what you're doing. Because if you're always doing, doing, producing, producing, you kind of fall into what the external wants from you all the time. But when you take a step back, you're able to say, oh, no, this is what's important to me. This is what's valuable. This is what I want to build on or create. And I think that that's, it's so huge because so many of us begin to climb ladders 
right? That in the, in the corporate world or in the business world. And then we get there and we realize, oh, I didn't want to be here. I want to be over there. So, so it's like this, can we live our lives now in a way where we're consistently self-reflecting? What do I need right now in a healthy way? of course, and then model that, model that for our children. Because like you said, they're facing so many things that the anxiety levels, the depression, the suicide rates right now, you know, like all of these things are just being bombarded with the violence, you know, that is constantly being shown. So it's, it's almost like they're in such a vulnerable space. And with all of these things, we've got to be able to, to say, Hey, you know, remind, just like you did, like, Kudos to you, Paulina, because that's so beautiful to have your mother say that to you. You know, it's like, you don't need to worry about those things because they're, they need those reminders. And then we go to ourselves. It's like, then we have to have, we have to do that ourselves. (laughs) That's a tough conversation with myself. Again, I'm so grateful that we are here today because I feel, I feel like I want to cry. And I, 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 for some reason, there's certain people that come in the show that I feel like I've known forever. And I feel like you're one of them. I feel like I've known you. I feel like we get each other. I feel like you understand me. And thank you for coming and healing me today because I was really having, I've been having a tough few days. Also, it's a new year and I'm like, okay, I have to put all of my a thousand goals that I need to achieve. And then I'm thinking, but what are those goals? I don't know what I want. Oh, I should know what I want. I should already know. What are you doing, Paulina? You start having this conversation with yourself that you don't have these conversations with other people. And that's the crazy part. When you talk to other people, you're like, we should be nice to yourself. Oh, don't worry. Take care. Slow down. Love yourself. Yes. And then when you talk to yourself, you're like, what are you doing? Da, da, da. Yeah. Like, you're like, you know, I'm like, why? Why do we do that to ourselves? Why? I honestly feel like there's not enough work done with teenage girls. My daughter is 12. And I am amazed at the lack of information for teenagers. And in the world that we live on today, which is very scary, very, very scary with social media. I, I am on social media, of course. You know, we have to be on social media. It's part of work. It's part of what we do. It's part of my day to day. But I tell my kid, I, that was a part of other conversations I had my kids. And I said, social media is so damaging for you guys because they're eight and they have little friends that are already on, have Apple watches and iPhones and they're on TikTok and they're eight, nine years old, six or seven year olds on doing that. And we're not letting kids be innocent anymore. We're not letting kids be kids, uh, you know, little kids that want to be grownups and want to be doing the, all these things. And I tell my girls, I'm like, girl, I could be, I, I wish I was a child again. I wish I didn't have all of these responsibilities and all of these things. You want to be an adult? I want to be a child. (laughs) And it's hard. I think like after speaking to you today, also another thing that I've had in my heart is how do we do more work for our teenage girls? Because we need to catch those girls. That is such a pivotal time in our lives when we're teenagers, when we're growing up, even talking about or menstrual cycles, what it does with our body. I'm 42 and I don't know how to put a tampon properly because it was not a subject that we talked about, you know, our bodies or sexuality was not something that we shared or talked about. And I had to figure out on my own and I had to like bump my head in many places and many times. And now that I have my first preteen, she's going to be a teenager this year. I'm like 30 years later, nobody's talking about this. 
like 30 years later, there's not enough information. And that's been one of the things that have been in my heart for a while. I'm like, what do I do to help with that? Because there isn't in our culture. We don't talk about those things. We don't talk about femininity. We don't talk about our wound or vientres. We don't talk about our or nothing. Eso no se habla. You don't talk about those things. So again, I really commend you, commend you on doing, not command you, commend you on doing <laughs> your, on doing the work that you do. Again, ESL student, sorry for doing that. And I'm like, do you take 12 year olds? Can we, I take my daughter to you? Can we start doing the work with her? <laughs> yeah. And you, you know, what's amazing about this, Paulina, is that I feel like the most powerful teacher for a 12 year old in this case, is going to be you. Right. And that's the and that's the thing of like this aspect of making those conversations that were not normalized, normal between you and your daughter. Right. And you're right. I mean, this can be a whole other episode on its own. Right. Like how to talk to our teens. And also there is this aspect like we've lost so many traditions that originated with that awareness of differentiating, having rites of passage when a girl would bleed and then go into a woman. There was a whole thing. Native Americans still carry this out today. When they start bleeding, they have like a party for them, you know, and originally this is what the quinceañera was supposed to Mm. signify was the leaving the being a little girl to now becoming a woman. And because of that, and when we honor that and kind of put those rituals and back in place, it, it's almost like it gives a, a whole new, it's almost like this new year, right? Like what, what we celebrate the new year and it kind of feels like, oh, this ritual of like, let me start over again, kind of creates like a, it, it demarcates a time that something else is happening. And I think that for a lot of girls that's been lost where we're again, same with me, I started bleeding. I was scared and it was like, oh, you know, don't talk about that. And it was like this thing, like you have to hide and, and you have to pretend you don't have it. Yeah. Like all of these things where now it's like, no, actually, this is what this means. It means that now your body's changing. Now you're, and I call this, Paulina, it's like when the dragon awakens in us because it's like the hormones that come rushing in, you know, and all of these things. But then if you don't have context for what's happening, and they're not going to teach you this in sex ed in school, I know they didn't when I was there. You know, but they still don't. (laughs) Okay. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, what? They still don't. Yes. So it's like, it's, we don't understand that. Okay. My body's going through this process. This is why I feel anger. This is why I feel so easily frustrated. This is why, because it's all this new cocktail of hormones that's happening in my body and that I got to do these things to help myself. I've got to slow down, rest. When we're bleeding, we need to take it a little bit slower. We can't be out there, you know, doing all the sports and, working out hard and all of those things, because then that's something that's going to give us cramps, you know, that's going to tell you that's the body telling you slow down, rest. And again, these are all things that when I speak to my mom about, she tells me, oh, your grandmother used to tell me that your grandma used to tell me, don't walk around in the cold floor when you're bleeding yes. or, or put a warm tortilla on your uterus, you know, like when you're <laughs> bleeding, like all these things that are so much wisdom that we left behind. Yes. And again, I think so much of it is integrating it. Like what, what was actually something that was attuned to the rhythms of the body, which is why our ancestors knew them well, our grandparents knew them. And then how do we bring that into the modern world where 
like you said, there's social media, there's things that we cannot avoid forever, right? But how do we keep that in harmony? Yeah. It's not this or that, it's this and that. Right, right. How do we integrate those things? But yeah, I think uh, normalizing these conversations with girls and not shying away from having the conversations around periods or menstruation, but rather teaching like, this is a power of source. This now means that you can create life with your body. Yep. It's not just something lightly to just come in and like, oh, keep quiet about it. But rather imagine if we all learned that, okay, at this time of the month, you need to ask yourself these couple of questions and then just go for a walk or like relax, even with your friends, go hang out with your friends, but in a more, it's, it's a social, more relaxed way. Is that the week before or during the week? Yes. The so that's actually like the few days before and when you are bleeding especially the first two days of your blood are so important for rest because that's when the body's releasing, letting go. Our body actually opens up at like a little fraction of the way it opens up when we're giving birth, because that's what it does to like release the lining of the uterus. So think about that. Like you're out there working out, doing all these things when, and and again, this leads to prolapsing of the uterus to other things, because we're not paying attention that you're actually in a very special time that needs to be cared for. And again, the week before that, right? Like that's our dragon days. Like, Cause that's yeah. when we're like, <laughs> it's all the buildup, right? But even with that saying like knowing you can't take yourself serious in those times, all you can do is write down the things that piss you off so that when you're through this dragon time, you can look at that and say, what was actually true about that? Because I, I find like when something's really irritating to us around those days is the ways that we're allowing others to violate our boundaries or that we're engaging things that we don't really want to be engaging. So then we're upset. We have less tolerance for BS, but then that's not the time to have the conversations about them because mm. that's, you're going to burn down bridges that <laughs> later on you're going to feel guilty about, you know, and it's True. like a cycle. <laughs> True. I mean, that's what the whole thing I'm PMSing, you know, like I'm PMSing. We could talk for hours on but I want to be respectful of your time. Before I let you go, though, I do want to see if you can give us three tips for 2024 that can help us better understand and utilize our femininity in a better way. Something that you have seen in the work that you do that people often have to start with, like the first three things that you tell your clients, the people that say this is some of the changes, whatever the tips are that you want to give to be more in touch with yourself, I guess, to be more kind, to have a better year, better 2024, everybody. We need to have a better, better year. Yeah. So, the, you know, the first one I would say, and it's something we, we touched on this, is paying attention to that inner talk. What is that inner conversation you're having with yourself? Because we have a tyrant that lives in our head that's always like, we're not doing enough. We're not good enough. Oh, you haven't done this. You haven't done that. And so paying attention to that, because the way that we're listening to that is it begins a chemical response from our bodies that stresses us, anxiety, depression, all of those things. So what is that conversation that you're having and asking yourself, whose voice is that? Who is that voice living in my head? Because most of us learn this voice somewhere growing up, right? So that's a huge one. And then the other part I would say is reconnecting with something with nature, whether it's going on hikes or going on walks by yourself or at least in silence, 
because I think that we're like, oh, let's all go hiking, you know, and and then it's a group of, of friends and then you don't really have time to connect to the things around you or slow down. Something that reconnects you, it could be just sitting outside in your yard or just going for a walk by yourself because that allows you to slow down and pay attention to your surroundings. And then the other thing would be to have boundaries around what you take in from social media and from the world, because there's so many things that are happening that just, it's almost like triggering to go on social media now, right? Like, because you see so many things. So having boundaries around that, when are you available for that? And when are you just too full? Because a lot of times that's just going to lead to more anxiety. And then that anxiety kind of spills out around our environments as well with our friendships, with our children. So having the boundaries to say, you know, this week I have so much going on in my head. I feel all these, maybe it's not the best time to engage that, that disaster or those bad news or those things. Maybe I just need to come into myself and, and be with myself a little bit more. Because again, there's just so many things pulling for our attention and the external that if we're not fierce about reclaiming that, hold on, let me check in with myself. Where am I? Who am I? Am I doing what I want to be doing? And who's in my head? (laughs) You know, that we get lost in the noise of the external and we'll wake up 20 years later. And what was all that for? Are we healthy? So true. I am all for all of those. Taking breaks from social media is very healthy. Sometimes it's very, very healthy. I took, I've took i taken breaks from social media and they're very healthy mentally. Please, Annabelle, tell the Supermamas where they can find you. How can they follow you? How can they work with you? I want to work with you. How can we all work with you and make us better females, please? <laughs> Thank you, Paulina. So you can find me mostly on Instagram when you're not on your break. <laughs> <laughs> that's true yeah no but your your social media is very positive very very okay. positive i like that i like those social okay. media feeds positive thank you thank you and then you can also find me on my website anabelviscarra.com and then on there i post about events that i host or events that i'm part of mostly i work a lot with grief right now you know which is a big way to come together as community and process a lot of things that are happening in our own personal lives and in the collective. So that's one of the in-person events. I do private mentorship as well and online programs. So if you just connect with me and we can see where you are and we can go from there because I like to just connect and see what would serve you the best. Oh, I will hit you up on the side after this because we definitely need to connect. Thank you so much for coming in. I think like we need to do a part two, talk about, I mean, there's so much that we can talk about, right? So thank you so much again for coming on the show. I can't wait to get to know you better. Even though I feel like I've known you forever. (laughs) In the distance. In the distance, not so distance because you're kind of like a neighbor, you know, Mm -hmm. you're not too far from us. (laughs) Thank you again. And I can't wait to have you. Thank you, Annabelle. Have a fantastic rest of your day, week, month, year. Thank you, Paulina. Let's uh, cheers to a beautiful 2024 where we care of our, for ourselves and express more of our beauty. <laughs> uh-huh. Amen, sister. Amen. And we are back. We're back. I'm so sorry I missed this interview, but I'm going to listen to this on my own.
You should totally. So I was much, like, so much knowledge. You should totally. I think like this is a very different year for you, I guess. So I guess like you need to tap into your. <laughs> it is. It is well, a very different year for all of us. <laughs> for all of us. For all of us. <laughs> for, no, for all of us. For you. I am excited for the beginning of February because I think that really marks the new year because it's Chinese New Year and you know I'm all into the Chinese astrology. And oh. this year is going to be the year of the dragon. Arrgh. She talked about the dragon. She did. Ooh, she did. She talked about the dragon that we are as women in a week of our period of our cycles. Well, this year is the year of the dragon in Chinese. And your girl is a rat and your girl thrives in dragon energy. So... This is going to be a good year for me. I can feel it. It is. I already told you. Let's finish the cycles, the dragon. It's all coming together. See, it's all coming together, sister. What is your pick this week? I don't have a pick. I just want to say that I want more gems in my teeth. I want them all. I want to smile and just have bling. (laughs) Como se llama? Remember there was a rapper? What was his name? I don't remember. So anyway, I haven't talked about my dentist experience. Although I will say that like sometimes when I look at pictures of myself, I'm like, does it look like I have food in my teeth? (laughs) (laughs) No, it doesn't. It does not. It does. It does. I actually had to have a crown put on my tooth. Anyway, long story short, Brisa. Is that your pick? No. Brisa told me that I should get a gold tooth. You should. Wait, I already told you. I went to as a dentist about this and he said that's really bad for you to have gold teeth. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but it looks great. Fernanda wants four gold teeth. I'm all about it. I'm like, do it, bro. If I could, I would. I don't think they do that anymore. They don't do that anymore. They do in TJ. That is true. When there's a will, there's a can. <laughs> I'm know. like, if you want gold teeth, brother, you go get those gold teeth. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Tip of the week, get your gold teeth. No. <laughs> yeah, that the- is my tip of the week. Just go get, get your gold awesome. teeth. Gold. You know you know what? That The tip of the week is... Do what you want with your body. Do what you want with your body, right? Yeah. You want to get gold teeth? You want to get piercing? I will say that this is the first year that I am a hundred, like I'm really, really considering and I'm not fearful of getting the two. Let's do it. I'll go with you. Let's do it. I thought we were going to get the one of one four, two of four, three of four. We four, should four, totally four. do it. Yeah. Now I'm totally, after my experience with a dentist that I should go into in the next episode, I am totally, I'm totally, I'm totally on board. We should totally do okay. it. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Okay, done. That's it, done. Anyway, <laughs> do yourself a favor and listen to this episode again and again because it was great. It was an amazing episode. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, sisters. Thank you so much for listening. Hope all of you guys are subscribed to our newsletter. If you're not, make sure you hit that subscribe button on superromas.com. We will be sending out invites to upcoming events, promos, and super cool surprises your way. And of course, you can always keep up with us through the gram at underscore supermamas and on Twitter also at underscore supermamas and in the face at supermamas podcast. Oh, one more thing. We want to hear your supermama moment of the week to share with all of you sisters. Call into our hotline 424-329-3707 and leave us a message or simply email us a voice note to hello at supermamas.com. Very soon, we could be featuring you on the show. Please remember to leave your name and Instagram handle for a chance to be featured. Much love and see you next week. Supermamas!